We are Chris and Elizabeth Servant, middle school sweethearts who have literally grown up together. We have been through the many highs and lows of marriage, parenting, friendship, and faith over the years. And through it all, we believe we are better together. We created the Look Up Collective podcast to provide simple, actionable, and encouraging conversations that help you become rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others around you. If you are someone who wants to make the most of this one life we have been given and are looking to be more intentional in the ways you see and show up for the people in your life, then you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Look Up Collective podcast. Thank you for being here with us today, hanging out with us, spending a little bit of your time with us today. Whether you're listening while you're on a run or while you're at the gym or while you're in the car or while you're doing dishes, however it is, we are just so, so thankful that you're here. Today, we wanted to talk about a few things that we're learning, a few things that we're reading, and what we're really, really excited about. The reason why we want to talk about that is part of our mission is we want to be rooted in what matters so that we can look up and serve others. A lot of times we illustrate that through the visual of a tree, how a tree has roots and roots are so important, right? You have to get the nutrients in the roots, (laughs) the water, soil, all of those things. And if that is taken care of, then that tree will then produce beautiful, amazing, luscious fruit. And you can't change the fruit unless you change the root. Correct. What we want to look at specifically is some of these nutrient type things. So what are we learning? What are we reading? You know, those things that we're putting to our brains. Yes, like how are we nurturing and nourishing our mind, body, and soul? And so one thing that's important to me is that I want to pour from a deep, tended well. And that is my responsibility. It's no one else's responsibility to pour into me. It's my own. It's Chris's. This is something that we're teaching our children and how to take responsibility in helping meet those needs through the things that God has given us. So we believe that sharing what we've been learning, what we've been reading was twofold. One is to encourage you. This is what we've been learning. We also believe that when we do that, that that's contagious, Mm -hmm. that if we share what we are learning, that you'll also be encouraged to look around you and see the things that you might be learning Maybe grab a book and read it, but it's a little selfish as well. We've been taught the principle all of our life that if we want to keep it, we got to give it away. Mm -hmm. And so a a lot of this is we're just trying to really lock this down in our own hearts and our own soul by articulating it and sharing it here with you today. Yes. If you know my dad, Nick Holden, that is one of his favorite principles that he teaches is if you, just like Chris said, if you want to keep it, give it away. It locks it down when we talk about the things that we're growing and learning in. And so we encourage you, if you're learning something, talk about it with a friend, talk to your, your bestie or your husband, your children. Like the more we talk about the things that are mulling over in our minds are, and we're marinating on, we're actually going to implement it more in our life because it's going to locked in the brain. (laughs) So Chris, tell us, Something you have been learning about lately. Yeah. So lately, 
is, since I kind of am making up this show, I can define <laughs> what lately is. Okay, so really this whole entire year has been one lesson that I've been trying to teach myself. And the reason why it's taken me so long, and it's probably going to take me a whole nother year, is simply because I've been fighting against learning this lesson for about 35 years now. So all of my life, I have been a sprinter of sorts. So whether that's physically playing sports growing up, I was a pretty fast guy. Okay, I could run pretty fast. I could play sports. It was easy for me to run and just have a whole lot of fun. I was always, though, a sprinter. I was never like the endurance person. Yes, I played soccer and we had to run around a whole lot and stuff like that. But most of my stuff was just quick, fast spurts all the time. That has really characterized how I have lived in life as well. Like, yes, I'm 100% committed to Elizabeth. Like, that's been the one thing, my relationship (laughs) with Jesus, my relationship with my wife, my family. Like, I'm 100% committed to that. But I can see, like, in seasons of my life, I've had times where I have had huge, massive action on things. Massive action is not a bad thing. Like, we need to flex that muscle sometimes. We need to be able to run in that way. However, it's really hard when my goal is, as I've shared on an earlier podcast, to live till I'm 85 plus, it's hard to live day in and day out with only massive action. And so what I've been learning is as I've looked at that different goal of looking at my life with the end in mind, then I've been really been able to see like I need to practice some endurance in some things. I need to practice some some consistency in some things. And so that's really what I've been learning in all things, even all the way down to the way that I'm training physically. So for the past few years, I've been just training pretty much every single day. I did CrossFit for a while and then did my own little thing at the gym by myself. And most of that was just quick interval type things like I had trained my whole entire life. Well, This past year, to couple with my philosophy of trying to be more consistent, more endurance and things, I've also coupled that with physically training for a marathon. And I'll just be honest with you guys, I am in the middle of marathon training. Like I have one on the calendar for November the 19th. And currently right now, I am at the lowest point of motivation that I've had in this whole entire year. So I've run two half marathons this year and did them they were fine but right now currently i am really trying to dig in and flex this new muscle that i might have because in the past in this moment i would have said well i gave it a good run that was really good maybe i don't need to go after that goal or maybe why in the world am i doing this and so in doing this training it is also helping me in the way that I show up in my relationships, the way that I show up in my learning, the way that I show up in my job, the way that I show up in all of those things to really like, yes, there's going to be times where you do have to have massive action. Yes, there's also going to be times where you just get really tired, right? You do have less motivation, but it's in those times that you also have to remind yourself of what is the goal? Where am I going? Why am I actually trying to do this? Yeah, so consistency versus intensity. Yes, this whole time, it's it's like the fable that we have always heard all of our life, right? The tortoise wins the race. And I have been most of my life 
that rabbit. Like I can go straight out of the gun and I can get more done than most people can in a really long time, just like mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. Yeah, his capacity is very high and he's very efficient, but finishing Correct. bigger goals has always been a little bit harder. And like we need both. We we need both types of people too. But this is something that was important to Chris is to learn how to have endurance in things. And so like this year, he's been the most consistent in anything I have ever seen him. And it's been really cool and it's bled into so many things. And so that would actually bleed into what I have been learning currently is and it goes so much further into like the brain and how we're wired is that habits actually serve us so much like habits that turn into rhythms. So I'm a person who really struggles with structure and routine. I sometimes buck against that because I feel like I'm trapped. So for the longest time in my life, I always felt like you had to choose one or the other. I was raised by a free spirited mother where I actually am more of a type A personality and so I thought you had to choose that you couldn't like have the gift of and and so I've learned that wow when I choose to see in the light of huh like I was raised exactly how I was supposed to and now I have skills to to do both to be both to be flexible and adaptable but also still lean into my natural tendencies and realizing that it's normal our brains to want to create habits because we are wired to conserve energy, to try to save calories. I'm actually watching alone right now this series, like it's like a reality TV where they're dropped off in this desolate place and they're literally alone for so many days. Some of them are like 100 days or longer and That's something you hear the whole time as they're trying to conserve energy and not burn calories because they they don't know when they're going to get food. And you're starting to see like the actual primal brain at work in this show because our brains are wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. Like that is literally what our brains are wired to do. And so the reason why habits are so important is because it actually saves energy Like when we can go into autopilot on certain things, it gives you more brain space to do other things. And so when you're always bucking against a habit or a routine or a rhythm, you're literally setting yourself up to use so much energy and brain space all day long. And it's starting to finally sink in that I am tired all the time because I am inflicting a lot of that. Yes, physically, you can become tired with different things, but If you're an overthinker and you think a bunch, that actually causes so much fatigue, like decision fatigue. There's a reason why people, when they're going through renovations or they're making changes or transition, they get so fatigued because they're having to make so many decisions. Their brain is like working overtime. They're out of that normal rhythm, that normal routine. And so it's actually a gift to our brains when we can create habits and rhythms so that we can do the other things that are super important to us that matter to us and the things that we enjoy doing like does that make sense like they go together so I'm learning that it's actually going to serve me so much more if I lean into the habits into the rhythms and it's going to serve my family it's going to serve my brain it's going to serve so many more people so 
some people are naturally gifted in creating like structure. They love it. They just are want it so much. Well, then there's the other side who feel like they're going to be tied down, but it's actually hurting them. It's it's making life so much harder at times for them when they can still have both. They can still have the freedom. That That's the whole thing. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned this year is that discipline creates freedom. Like it, it gives you more freedom. I'm able to do more things that I really want to do because I'm not using all my energy on like the little things that should not take that much brain space. If I just go ahead and create those new ruts, those new habits. And the crazy thing is we already all have habits. Some habits are just not serving us. The habits like where we wake up and we immediately grab our phone or throughout the day, we just grab it out of like that reactive state. When we have any moment of boredom, we grab our phones. So that's a habit that may not be serving us that could be filled with something else that's going to serve us so much more. So just creating habits and rhythms and that's which actually gets me so so excited for what's to come. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit later what we're excited about because I know if this has been life-changing for me for Chris, it's going to rock your world if this is something that you struggle with. If you struggle with overwhelm, a lot of it is in our overwhelm of thinking too much when we can totally create less of that by establishing rhythms that where you decide once and you do that over and over again and you have so much more freedom to learn and to enjoy and do so many more things that are important to you because you don't have to think about it all the time. So that is just really big for a thinker like me. I am an overthinker in so many ways and it literally will wear you out. It is not serving you to overthink and it it paralyzes you and creates inaction and where we need to be in that forward motion to continue to grow and learn. And when we're stuck, it's generally because we're overanalyzing, we're overthinking, we're casting judgment and shame and you know, like we don't have time for that. We got too many good things to do in this world. And it's just been such a liberating thing for me. So basically, if I just had to summarize what we were both learning is that, yes, we are all made a certain way. We are gifted in a certain way, but we can also develop skills. We can also grow. We can also learn and develop Mm -hmm. in ways that are going to serve us and serve others in our life better. Yeah. I think self-awareness is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves and knowing that oftentimes we blame so many things on this is just the way that I am. And yes, wow, I may be like prone to a tendency, but that doesn't mean that I can't grow and develop things that are actually important to me. Like if I want to serve more people, I have to work backwards from there. Okay, what are the things that are causing me to be tripped up that is causing me more fatigue and using more brain space than I have to so that I can be freed up to look up and serve others? Then that's what I need to do. Like I need to examine that. I need to audit my life and how I'm spending my time and my energy. And when you value your life so much and you value the meaning of your life and what you're going to give into this world, it changes it so much. When you put worth and value in who you are and what you have to offer, you're going to show up differently 
in the world and you're going to be willing to make changes. I think that is such a beautiful place because like the world is hard. It's, it's, it's just hard. Like everything in life is kind of hard. Life is going to be beautiful and terrible, but we do not have to be afraid and we can come to the table with meaning and purpose. Yeah. So the second question that we both want to talk about was, what have we been reading? So I will go first. Part of how my first question and second question go together is that one of my newfound loves of this year, as I've been trying to do things with more consistency and longevity, is that I have been able to read every single day this year, 10 to 15 pages, sometimes 20 pages a day in a book. And that may not sound impressive to you. It's really not that impressive. But if you knew me for the previous 35 years of my life, it it would be I'm I'm proud of myself. I'll say that because I've been able to. And that's what's most important. doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. And so by doing that, I've been able to read 17 books so far this year. Also, when I've been running, when I've been walking, when I've been driving, I've also been able to listen to some audio books. And so I'm up to like 24 books for the year that I've been able to consume. And I I love that. I have been able to just glean so much from so many different people on a ton of different topics and have just learned from people that are much smarter than I. <laughs> yeah, I One, think of that quote really quick as small, smart choices plus time plus consistency equals radical difference. And like, that's the crazy thing is we undermine what 10 to 15 pages a day can do when we think we just need to sit for hours and read. But when we just even discipline ourselves to read 10 to 15 pages, that's like nothing. It's just the consistency part Mm -hmm. that makes such a radical difference. Like you've grown so much and have read so much just from that 10 to 15 pages where I have implemented that too. I haven't been as consistent with it like every single day, but It has been a habit that has bled in over so much. So my current book I'm reading is actually Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I'm just a little bit in. I've only been reading about how he was in a concentration camp and and things like that. So I haven't gotten to the part that's really like applicable that I would talk about today. So I'm going to go back a couple of books ago, actually Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall. So it's a book about storytelling, but about storytelling specifically in business. That's not the part that's really applicable to you here today. But what is, is the fact that stories make everything great. Like Mm -hmm. stories are literally everywhere. Like we really think when you sit down and you go to the library, like that's what I thought about the longest time. Like let let me go hear someone tell a story. So you Mm -hmm. go to that thing in summer where you go to the library and then all the kids are sitting (laughs) in a circle and some teacher, some dude like that reads like this picture book. And, you know, like you've seen the presidents, they do it and they, you know, photo op (laughs) and stuff like that. That's what I thought about storytelling a lot. Actually, every single person is a storyteller. Basically telling a story is just recounting something that happened. You gave some details, you gave some events, you gave some feeling, you gave some emotion, you gave things like that. And we all do that at all times. So last week we got to go to the beach with our family and we've we've talked about her once on the podcast here before. So if any other grandmas are listening, I love all of our grandmas (laughs) equally, okay? Let me just say that. But 
Loney, she is a great storyteller. Like, I don't know if she would see herself as that, but she's so animated. She's detailed. Like when she's telling it, you can literally feel that moment, mm-hmm. get in that moment, visualize that moment. And, and she does it effortlessly. Like she's mm-hmm. really good at it. And there's so many people that can do that very, very well. And so that's a book that after I read that, I was literally just, I've been obsessed with story. Like I've been mm-hmm. trying to listen every single person. Like, like, what is a story? Like they, they literally just told a story right there. Or documentaries are amazing stories. Like I was working out rowing in the gym the other day and there was a documentary on Netflix about street food in Los Angeles. And the storytelling behind it was beautiful. Like this guy's making like carnitas, carnitas. (laughs) And he is a second generation carnita cook in LA and how his dad started the business and how they worked together. And then there was a tragedy when he was like 10 years old and one of his sisters passed away and how his dad like never really found himself again. Like just the storytelling is just so beautiful, right? And so what I would encourage you is that you have a story to share, a story to tell. Listen for other people's story, yes, but but share your story. It has meaning. It will be so impactful and yeah, so tell your story. I love it. I'm obsessed with stories, so this is not a new thing for me, but it's just really cool because when you ask good questions, people are so willing to tell you their story, and you learn so much about people when you just kind of give them that space to tell you and recount things in their life, and so that's why people love fiction books because it just, it you get to go into that world and also why I love analogies. You guys already know this if you've listened to any podcast because I talk about that all the time. I feel like if history teachers would share more of stories instead of just facts, it, children, would it, it would be so much easier to lock down. That's why I love reading autobiographies and so much in history when I've gone back and tried to read about someone. I learned so much more about them in story form than I do just reading the facts and so both are so important but you can bring the facts into a story to help it stick in our brains so it that is just really cool yep so tell your story folks listen for others ask great questions elizabeth what book have you been reading lately oh well i kind of have been reading several (laughs) i was reading the stories that stick and then i haven't finished it but now I'm reading The Power of One More by Ed Milet. It's a new book. Gosh, it just came out like a few months ago. And it's really good. It's about the whole concept about one more, being a one more thinker, one more doer. One more is that Ed's dad was an alcoholic. And he lived a really hard life, a really hard childhood. And his dad became sober later in life. When Ed was probably what, like fifteen. Fifteen. And this was one of my one of my books I read. <laughs> he I knows it. it. When he was fifteen, and Ad. people would ask Ed's dad, "Do you think you're going to be able to stay sober forever?" And that's a common question for an alcoholic. And he would say, "I don't know. I'm just going to make it one more day. I'm just going to go one more day, and I'm going to take it one more day at a time." And that's how he continued to show up was one day after the other, one more day, one more day. Mm -hmm. And so he's taken this concept and implemented it in every area of his life is being a one more 
a one more opportunity, one more association, a one more thinker, a one more doer, a one more habit, a one more goal, one more standard, like just everything is showing up with that just one more. Yeah. And as you're saying that, like we we can hear how it could be like, we might think, well, that means it's never enough. Mm -hmm. I can always do one more. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you think that's what he's saying or? No, it's about showing up as your best self Mm -hmm. and doing one more than you thought you could. One story, one analogy that he uses in the book is talking about a pinata. And we literally just did this. While we were at the beach, we had a party for little Daisy, my niece. And of course, all the kids were hitting the pinata. And so that first hit literally does nothing right. Like you're hitting it. It feels like someone, they tap it and you see no change in that pinata. And then the next child comes and they hit it a little bit more. And then it finally, after several hits, I mean, it could sometimes be 10 to 15 kids that hit the pinata. You have that, the birthday boy or the birthday girl that finally hits it and all the candy comes out. And you think it's that hit, that last hit is what, you know, broke the camel's back that where all the candy comes out. But it's actually all the hits leading up to that. It's all, it's all of it is important but it's that one more. Yeah, it's that one more, that one last hit that actually gets it. And the truth is, is a lot of times mm-hmm. people can get frustrated, right? Like you can hit it and hit it and hit it. The damage is happening inside the pinata, but you there's no visual damage. The same way, we might be showing up in something that we do a lot and mm-hmm. we don't see that visual progress. But the truth is progress is there. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times what we can do is we can quit mm-hmm. like right on the cusp of actually getting to the goal of where we're trying to go. Exactly. So it's a great book. It's literally so full of wisdom and knowledge. It's been a really great book and I have learned so much from it. And for our last question, I'm going to leave this one up to you because I'm sure I'm going to come up and say something as well. Because I think we both have the same answer to this one. What is something you are very excited about right now? Oh my goodness. This is the easiest question to answer. Because I am immensely and wildly excited about something that is happening very soon. Is next week. Like it's crazy. So Monday we are launching something that we have been working so hard on. Really for years This has been years in the making. We have heavily been working on it in the past several months, really hard this past summer, on a beautiful community that we have cultivated through you guys. And it's for the family, the mom who is struggling with overwhelm, chaos, and stress in their life. And they're just like so way down. They feel like they are like crushing under the weight of life right now. And we want to help you trade those feelings for peace and calm and loving the life that you get to live. And it's going to be so good. It, it, it really, 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 really is. And I can say that with so much confidence because we have poured over this thing. And I feel like I have so much more confidence to say this because it's not just me and Chris. We have partnered with one of my very good friends, Wynn Elder, and 
both of us are coaches and both of us have such a passion for helping women thrive and love their life. When Chris and I were dreaming this up, we already knew that it was going to be awesome and it was going to be so much fun. It was going to be so helpful for so many women. But when we brought Win along, it just like amped it up a million times. Mm-hmm. Like I have even so much more confidence to come near and say, this is what you want to be a part of. I promise you that this is something that when you hear those words, chaos and overwhelm and stress, and you're like, oh my gosh, that is me. This is for you. We have prayed for you. I mean, over the past few months, <laughs> year, two years, we have had conversations with so many women who feel this. They feel overwhelmed and stressed and like their life is chaotic and maybe even alone in that. They feel alone in it. And like, we're just not okay with that. Like, <laughs> we're, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I think our biggest mission is to help women know that they have a choice like they don't have to stay in survival mode they don't have to stay in chaos and overwhelm even though that's how life feels a lot of times but they can choose something different it's going to take a little bit of work to change those thoughts and to change maybe some rhythms and things like that. And the reason why we want to create this and we want to cultivate this is it's going to be so much focused on community and knowing that there are so many other women that feel the same way that you feel and they're all wanting to move in that direction. They're, they're sick and tired of feeling this way. So they're willing to create change and whether it's in their their thoughts, whether it's in the feelings, or whether it's in the actually the actions that they're going to take to create that change. But they're like, hey, I'm fed up with this. And it is invaluable for me to choose a different way, to choose something that is going to serve my family for years on end. And the reason why we are the people who are qualified to help you is because we have lived this life. Mm-hmm. Like, we know Like we 100% have been in your shoes so much (laughs) and we fully understand. Like there's not a thought that you have thought. There's not a feeling that you have felt and there's not an action that you have taken or not taken that we have not thought, felt, and acted upon. I can promise you. Like the amount of empathy we have is so deeply rooted. That's why we know what is possible for you. We have so much hope. We have so much anticipation we see the best for you in you and that's going to happen through you and sometimes we just need a little bit of guidance like when and i chris we all have had to have guidance in getting where we are today and we're so excited to help cultivate that for you with other women who are feeling the same way And it's going to be a safe space where you're going to feel comfortable to create change. And it's literally going to be invaluable. I have spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on my own personal growth and change and transformation. And like, it's literally invaluable to me. It's changed my life. And I would spend so much more money to have the same results and to have the same empowerment that I can continue 
to have the agency and autonomy to change the things in my life that were not serving me. And so we're just like really excited to give you that space to do that. Yeah. And while we'll explain everything of what the community will actually look like in a live that we'll have on Instagram next week, as well as a live in our community that we're creating, I did want to tell you a little bit about it. So it will be community. Yes. So there'll be like-minded women. There'll be coaching from Elizabeth and Wynn and I. There'll also be times where we can hear from other women and how they have learned and struggled and understood and gleaned and those types of things. There'll also be tangible things that you can take away from there, like things that will help you implement rhythms into your life. And all of that will come to just a a focus as well on if we're doing those things, who we're going to be able to serve more effectively because of that. And so it's just going to be a beautiful thing. We're very, very excited about it. We are so, so hyped to bring you guys in on that next week. If you are excited about it and you're not already on the wait list, you can go to lookupandserve.com. You can join the wait list. You'll get more information. You'll get dates that you can put on your calendar as we lead up to our launch on September the 1st. It's going to be so, so fun. So if you are craving community and want to trade chaos and overwhelm for peace and calm and loving the life that you get to live this one life, we only get one, then we have the most perfect place for you. We want you to come sit with us, pull up a chair, You belong here, and this was created for you. We have prayed for you. We have poured and mulled over everything that's going on in your life right now, and this is a place that's truly here to serve you. Yes, it'll be like we talked about at the very beginning of this episode. It will be a place that provides nutrients to your roots. It's going to serve you in such a way that you are going to have deeper, more solid roots so that then the fruit in your life is going to be so vibrant, so beautiful, and so amazing. So thank you so much for giving us, again, some of your time today. It would be really helpful if you told somebody about it. If it was helpful to you, I'm sure it's going to be helpful to others. It's also helpful to us, and as we're trying to grow the show, grow our reach, grow the influence, because we believe that this message is important for others to hear as well. If you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening, that's very, very helpful. We would be so, so thankful if you would do that. We can't wait to hang out with you next week. In the meantime, have a great day. Keep looking for the good. It's always there.